Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hello, this is Siri, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Not Real Art. I live for this shit because it's totally lit. Not Real Art, the podcast with your host, Man One. And Mr. Sourdough. Oh, I, I, do I say Mr. Sourdough? No, I just say Sourdough. Just call me just, Sourdough. Just Sourdough. Mr. So, sourdough, if you're nasty. Yeah. So, Sourdough, Man One, Not Real Art. We live. We live. So, what's up with you? How are you doing? <laughs> I'll take the first stab at that one. <laughs> I'm that well, question. my friend. I'm well. Yeah. You know, life is an interesting, uh, it's interesting. I mean, boredom has never been a problem for me, mm-hmm. you know, like then that's a, it's a, it's a blessing, right? I mean, I feel bad for people that, you know, feel like maybe they, they are bored or have been bored or boredom has been a problem, you know? Yeah. It, you know, in my case right now at 48, I am not bored for two very good reasons. And that would be my <laughs> son and my daughter, right? you know, yeah, who are five and one perfect age and so you know i'm blocking and tackling you know right and uh but from the sounds of it not blocking very well (laughs) well my daughter (laughs) can uh leap tall buildings in a single bound yeah and my son you know he he, he's short uh but he's he's built like a rugby player Mm mm-hmm and he's pretty strong for 15 months. He's 30 pounds and he's as tall as a 22 month old. Yeah. So I got my hands full. I heard he likes wine. How do I like what? I heard he likes wine. <laughs> he does. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of those things that, you know, when things like that happen, your wife doesn't want to hear, well, accidents happen. Yeah. You know, it's it's not, you know, but yet if it had happened on her watch. Right. You know, well, by the way, to the audience, we're not talking about his son drinking wine. Yeah, let me explain what happened for our listening audience. <laughs> if there's anybody out there, and I, yeah, yeah, there's no one out there, but you know, we'll pretend. Pretend I don't know. <laughs> A long story short, my son, who happens to be pretty pretty quick and and uh, f- for 15 months, uh, decided to pull. A wine bottle off of off a shelf that he could reach. I he did it before I could get to him, and that red wine bottle ended up crashing at his feet on the concrete floor. And it all happened so quick that when it happened, I wasn't sure if the bottle had landed on his foot or if it had, you know, and to what extent his foot was cut or whatever. And he was of, barefoot. He was barefoot, of course. <laughs> And, you know, then there's shrapnel everywhere, you know, shards of glass and red wine. And with red wine, you can't tell where the blood stops and the wine starts and, you know, whatever. So, you know, so there was a moment of like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to take him to the ER to get, you know, worked on. 
you know, right. we're home alone, by the way, you know, the missus is gone. Everyone's gone. Yeah. And, um, of course it scared him. Uh, he started crying. I scooped him up. I took him right over to the sink, started washing him off. Cause you know, I wanted to see if he was bleeding or not. I couldn't tell covered in red wine. Yeah. And he was bleeding, you know, very quickly <laughs> noticed the blood in the sink, you know, and, um, but thankfully the cuts were, um, minor, Merely a flesh wound. Merely flesh wounds. There were three of them. Two on one foot, one on the other. And, you know, I got them cleaned up. I got them bandaged up. And, I mean, we were both laughing and playing again in no time, yeah. you know? Right. But, of course, you know, it was uh, could have been far worse. And as soon as, as soon as it happened, I called my wife immediately. I got her voicemail. I left, left her a message saying, look, you need to know that this happened. Right. And... And of, <laughs> and of course, on the voicemail, I say, I just have to, I just have to tell you how grateful I am that this happened on my watch. Right. <laughs> because I would hate it for this to have happened on anyone else's watch, yeah. whether it was the babysitter or whether it was your, you, you, because I wouldn't want anyone to be under that kind of stress or that kind of, uh, you know, fear. I'm so glad I was able to take that bullet for the family. Right. You know? Yeah. She didn't buy it. Yeah. Meanwhile, your kid's the one with the cut up feet. He looked cool in his bandages, though. He was yeah. all like, yeah, I got a story to tell. Now yeah. I got scars. You know, scars make the man. By the way, did you guys ever baby proof your home? Dude, I can't open a damn thing right now. Like everything is baby proofed. Well, obviously not everything. <laughs> Fair point. Well, my point is, is uh, you should get some uh, money back from whoever helped you <laughs> baby proof your home. Well, so the deal with that is, <laughs> yes, that the, we conscious, they've tried to sell us a gate to the to yeah. the bar area because you know the uh, wine he the, so the den our kind of den tv area is adjacent to this area that we use as a bar and we have wine in there and stuff and we you do a walk through the house with these people and of course yeah. they try to make you they use fear as a motivator of you course. know they want you to 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 lock down everything and yeah. wrap everything in bubble wrap and at what point do you just be a parent you know yeah and so we made a car they wanted they wanted to sell us this big gate that went across that doorway yeah and I literally said to them, I said, no, I said, at one point, we just have to be parents and not let him go in there. <laughs> and of course, on my watch, yeah. I'm the parent that yeah. he he gets in there. Now, he just took one step. Like, I saw him make a beeline for it. I hopped up to go get him. But that wine bottle was just like one step into that area. And so it turns out that gate would have been really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> now, the funny thing about it was, you know, my wife, who is an amazing mother and an incredible woman and... You know, I love her dearly. I, you know, she. Well, we all know that. She. she we all know. She, she, yeah, she I, could, I couldn't. You know, I look. <laughs> you know, like she. Shout out to the wife. You yeah. know, we couldn't do it without her. But you know, she always says she has the saying called "borrowing trouble." Okay, so yeah. I'm I'm sort of cut from the cloth that says you know plan for the worst, hope for the best. So I'm always you know, hypothesizing about various, you know, well, if we're doing this, then you need to be prepared for this and this and this, because these things could happen and it could be really bad and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so she always says, oh, you're borrowing trouble. Like, you know, that most of that stuff's never going to happen. Right. You know, like, why are you worried about it? And my wife's disposition is sunny. My wife's disposition is positive. My wife's disposition is optimistic. Right. And, uh, and so she's always saying, you know, borrowing, um, borrowing trouble. So I try to take that to heart. You know, I do. And so in this case, however, when the wine bottle, you know, broke and all this happened, you know, she was, you know, very quick to say, oh, my God, you know, this could have happened and that could have happened and this could have happened. I said, right. honey, oh. <laughs> honey, 
hate to tell you this, but you're borrowing trouble. <laughs> borrowing trouble right now. She didn't appreciate that. By the way, you are borrowing trouble by saying you're borrowing trouble. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what you don't realize yeah. what's going on here. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm never going to realize. Oh, no. No. What? Okay, so you've been married longer than me. It'll be you, 25 years next year. And you have three grown kids, uh, yeah. graduated uh, high yeah. school and entering college and what have you. Yeah. So um, you need to school me because, you know, I haven't, I've only been married, you know, 15 years. I've got two <laughs> kids under five. So what's, what's, what are the secrets? What, what's the secret to a happy marriage? Know where the nearest hospital is. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. uh, girls are worse than boys. What else do you want to know? <laughs> wow. Wow. Girls um, are worse than boys. Well, yeah. They're smarter. They're. It's um, true. Yeah. Yeah. They're, no. they're smarter. They're complicated. That's, that's the, Way more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. A, it's, see, we say complicated. They're but, not, but I mean that in a, in a good sense. I, I know, don't mean that I know, but see, the, the problem is I say the same thing. I say, oh, women are complicated. It's just that they're smarter. Right. And so being dumb, we think it's complicated. It's not. It's just smarts. Right. So that's what's going to happen. You're going to have smart, smart kids, smarter daughter. Right. I mean, uh, true story. My daughter has been to the ER more than both of my boys combined because she's younger, a year and a half younger than my boys. Trying to keep up. Growing up, always trying to keep up with them. Yeah. Always thinking she can, she can do what they can do. Right. And although girls are smarter boys are stronger yeah many times yeah. yeah so my boy or one of my boys might bang his head on the coffee table no thicker big, skull yeah no big deal right nothing nothing no, no harm no foul <laughs> but my daughter will yes. break her teeth off yes on the coffee table right a couple times right right you know so yeah so my daughter ended up in the hospital quite a bit growing up yeah you know, which is really surprising because to me now, because I thought she was just so, so uncoordinated growing up. I was like, this kid's not going to be an athlete. And now she, now she has a, you know, scholarship to play soccer in college. So there, once again, proves what the hell do I know? Yeah. Well, she once told me that, you know, she's great at soccer and no one taught her. She no, and no one taught her how, or no wait, you, that's the story you told me. She told you, dad, I'm so good. And no one taught me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in her genes. What a dig! It's in her genes. Digging at you. I, I don't. I don't need to. It's just. It's just. You know, genetics. Yeah, in the genes. Yeah. So I, I take. I take a uh, full responsibility for her athletic. Yes. Abilities, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, I don't know. I think being a parent is something that you just have to wing it every day. Is parenting the <laughs> ultimate creative exercise? Yes. At what point does parenting become an art form? Oh man, no, I don't. I don't know if it becomes an art form ever. I think it's a work in progress, always. Work in progress. Yeah, yeah. it's a. Uh, I mean, your kids were around art all the time. Right. Obviously, you being an artist. I mean, right. how do, how does that express itself now in their lives? I mean, is it just one of those things? that's like they don't want to have anything to do with art because that's what dad did, and they were just always around it. Well, there's different things. So, for example, when my daughter wanted to get a tattoo, yeah, and piercings, right. I told my wife, hell no, my daughter ain't getting no tattoos and no piercings. At what age? 16. Okay. And uh, Right on schedule. Yeah. yeah. And I said, no, that's not going to happen. And then she, my wife asked me, why not? Honestly, I thought she was on 
on my side. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, what do you mean? You're, you're okay with your daughter getting piercings and, and you know, tattoos? Yeah. yeah. And she goes, that's all she's seen growing up. All your friends have piercings and tattoos. Oof, touche. Goes to the gallery every weekend and sees all that stuff going on. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> she thinks it's normal. <laughs> Yeah, and they want what they can't have. Yeah. So that was interesting to see it that way. Like, oh, okay. I guess I exposed her to that. So <laughs> I can't really. That really boomeranged. Yeah. You know, but but when it comes to me, like I take my boys to help me all the time, paint a wall or sure. fix the studio or whatever. And they hate Cheap it. Cheap labor. Yeah. It's, it, they hate it because it's, it's, it's work, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, here we go. Dad's work. They don't, they don't know. They don't understand that it's actually really cool work. But yeah, yeah. They, yeah that they, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Just, oh, it's work. Um, so they hate it. But you know, one of my sons is a really good musician. Plays all kinds of instruments and stuff. And you know, he has a big creative side to him. So sort of mu- musical, uh, musical, yeah, talent. Yeah, you know. yeah. So that's great, I guess. But and and when they really care about my career. So the other day, I'm we're driving, and my daughter's like. Dad, you're on a commercial on Spotify. My Spotify keeps coming up on this commercial, and you're is is that really you in the commercial? I'm like, yeah, that's me in the commercial. Oh my god, Dad, you're on my Spotify. Now you're cool because I'm on her Spotify. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm not just in Spotify. I'm on her, on Spotify. her Spotify. That's right. So, so that's when I'm cool, right? Right. And it, not because she. Well, first she saw me on there, but now her friends on their Spotify. You know, so uh, that's that's when I'm cool. Is when like. Something like that happens or, right. or, you know, I meet some celebrity or, or I get to do artwork for, you know, some big band or something. Right. Then, then all of a sudden, oh, dad, you're cool. You know, that lasts a few minutes. Interesting. Kids. Kids. Speaking yeah. of bands. Yeah. You got a call from a band the other day, didn't you? Did I? Yeah, for I did. For a gig? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I don't want to remember that. <laughs> I had just forgotten. Thanks for bringing it back up. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know, what happens... And, and, and I only bring it up <sighs> yeah. because the story here is that this is very typical, right, yeah. of the kinds totally. of of opportunities that come to artists, yeah. how they come to artists, and how they play out. Right. And it's, you know, it, it's just the reality of being an artist sometimes. Well, he, here's you know. the reality, and, and I'll tell you the story. So I'm flying back from uh, New Orleans... And, uh, you know, it's like a three and a half hour flight, four sure. hour flight, whatever it is. Of course, on this plane, you know, the direct flight, there is no Wi-Fi. Sounds like spirit air to me. <laughs> oh, does it really? I, that's all I have to say. No Wi-Fi and it's spirit. Well, it's bad enough that there's no Wi-Fi. You can't even recline those freaking seats. You know that? Well, yeah, of course not. You it's can't spirit recli- airlines. You can't recline. <laughs> they have no monitors. They ha- you, you, so you can't watch TV or anything. They don't give you uh, snacks. Do they have bathrooms? I don't even think they have bathrooms. I don't know. I, <laughs> I pissed on the aisle just because yeah. just I was so pissed off. But, yeah. you know, if you want to sit next to your family members, you have to pay extra. Ridiculous. I'm never, I'm never flying them again. Yeah. And by the way, like just shout out to the audience real quick. I mean, yeah. if, if for those people out there that haven't heard horror stories. Yeah. Please. Regarding Spirit Airlines, just take our word for it. Right. Don't ever don't. fly Spirit Airlines. Yeah. Just, just don't do it. Yeah. Okay. As one of my friends posted recently about them, 
that they should change their their slogan to at least you didn't die <laughs> or something like that or you're alive right you're alive right yeah screw airlines yeah. You're, well you're alive right <laughs> the problem was that i'm we're on this four-hour flight right well it wasn't a problem i thought you know, i was like whatever i'm i'm just flying right well when i arrived to lax turn my phone on guess what my phone's been blowing up this whole time that i'm flying right As I, uh, <laughs> my phone blows up, I check it and guess what? It's my rep, my illustration rep, and he's trying to get a hold of me because there is a band that wants to hire me, commission me to do a stage, paint a stage for, for an co- upcoming concert. And of course, I reply like right away. I'm like, yeah, get, you know, give me the, let's do it. Let's do this gig. It sounds good. You know, like they, they need someone ASAP. Um, let's do it. I email him back real quick. And by this, he, he, he's already been trying to get a hold of me like two or three times during this flight, obviously. Right. And so I'm like, just do it. Call him, tell him we'll do it. He sends the email back immediately after I, we hang up the phone. We get a reply right away from these guys. Sorry, we've already hired another artist. Oh. I, it, was really, it was really crazy because these projects happen whenever they happen. There's no way to really you know, prepare for them, except be ready when, when you get the call. Right. And so I usually have all my networks set up so that if I can't take a call, you know, somebody else can take the call for me or respond or whatever, so that I don't lose that on these gigs. Cause you never know how quickly they need, they need you. And something like this is a, is an immediate turnaround. And so they actually wanted me to get on board with the gig and have sketches like the next day and then have the final entire stage painted like in four days or something right it wasn't even painted it was going to be like uh from digital art whatever but it was it was you know we never got into the numbers because obviously we didn't get that far but it would have been a, a very nice commission let's yeah. put it that way yeah it would have uh, made my month very very positive yeah <laughs> instead i didn't get the gig and all because a freaking airline doesn't have wi-fi so your plane ticket which oh, probably man. was, you know, a few hundred bucks actually ended up costing. So thousands. when I bought the when I bought the ticket, yeah. I was like, oh, I might as well do this because it's it's two hundred bucks cheaper than the next one up, right? And I, I think I was doing like priceline.com or something, which I usually do. And I usually get a good deal. Yeah. So, you know, but I've never flown with this stupid air airline before. But I was like, oh, I'm gonna save two hundred bucks. Cool. Well, just for starters, luggage cost us an extra 220 bucks. Just for luggage? For luggage. B- back and forth. You know? That was like like 100 bucks, uh, 110 bucks yeah, each true, way. Yeah. Uh. So I ended up paying- Because, well, how many bags are you allowed? You're allowed zero. <laughs> You're allowed only like- like A carry-on. That's like it. A carry-on. Like, and not even so a carry-on. So every like, bag that you check, there's a fee. Yeah. So not even the carry-on. It's like you're allowed like a purse or like, you know- you're, so you're, you better have clothes. You better hope you have clothes at your final destination. <laughs> right. right. So I had you had to pay a fee for your carry on, and then you had to pay a fee to check in. You know, and I had to do. Usually I don't check stuff in, but I was I was taking a bunch of stuff to this yeah. trip. Yeah. And so I had to check in a huge bag, and guess what? Oh, by the way, the bag that checked in, if it's over fifty pounds, there's another fee. Yep. Right. Yep. 
So I was trying to keep my bag under 50 pounds. Sure. It was 52. Okay. Extra fee. Extra fee. Now, guess what? The next level up is from 50 to 70 pounds. So I might as well have just shoved another right. freaking 20 right. pounds into right. it. Right. But I didn't think about that. Well, so. In that case, I mean, you're probably gonna have to have a third bag, so you're gonna get nailed that way too. Right. Like, I mean, they get yeah. you coming. Oh, they and get going. you everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, so instead of saving two hundred bucks on this trip, I ended up paying probably probably like four hundred bucks more. Sure. On the, for a trip for two people, so just on the, I ended up paying probably four hundred bucks extra. Right. And then I lost. I don't know. Thousands, thousands and thousands. Maybe like a like a twenty thousand dollar gig or right. something. I don't know how much it would have been. But easily uh, I, I lost thousands. So no Wi Fi. No Wi Fi. No so hey. if you if you're an artist and you're flying, yeah. Make sure you have Wi Fi. Right. That's that's then that's did, what I learned from it. That's right. In other words, don't fly spirit. No, never. Uh, never again. The bar should be higher than getting you there alive. <laughs> you know, this this isn't uh not yet anyway the 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 third world wow that is that's just a sad story on so many levels <laughs> and, and thank you for bringing it up again because i had totally blocked You're it welcome. out of my, You're my welcome. head and uh well because you know it's me. important for people to understand because i know right. there's a lot of young <laughs> aspiring artists out there they think that it's so sexy and cool yeah. to be an artist right and the reality is you know it ain't so sexy some of the times it ain't sexy all the time I'll do it again, except I just wouldn't fly with that stupid right. airline. Well, and as I understand <laughs> it, this particular band, they really like your work and maybe they'll circle back around. But like, that's what yeah. always is right. so bizarre. Like, right. oh, we love you. You're the artist we want. Yeah. But we need you to respond in 20 minutes. Right. As if you have nothing else going on. Nothing else going if, on. Right. You know, and that's uh, that's I don't even know how many times it's happened in my career, whether they need a reply in the next hour, in the next day. It happens all the time. So you got to be quick on the draw or, or you might lose a gig. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. What gigs uh, are you working on right now? I'm doing some illustrations. I'm doing some uh, new murals. We'll get into it. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll get into it. But, well, uh, this is uh, this has been a fascinating discussion. Spirit Airlines is not a sponsor. No, uh, <laughs> no shout out, no shout out, uh, zero shout outs. What what is your favorite airline? I, I I never really thought of that. Like I don't I don't really. That's not how I usually yeah. okay. roll. Right. Like I don't care if it's Delta right. or American or Virgin. Sure, but I know it's not Spirit. <laughs> That's what I do know. <laughs> you know. So uh, as of right now, you know. Because, you know, I, I used to fly Southwest a lot. Yeah, right. You know, especially going up Me and too. down the coast. Yeah. And Great. I love Southwest. You know, it's affordable and yeah. I never had a problem. Yeah. So, so I don't have a problem with any anyone else. Right. I just have one, one beef and uh, yeah, no spirit for me. I want to shout out to WestJet. WestJet, we flew WestJet. I'd never flown WestJet before, but WestJet is kind of the Southwest of Canada. Oh, Okay. And my wife and kids uh, and I, we vacationed in Vancouver, BC a couple of weeks ago and flew South uh, WestJet from yeah. LAX to Vancouver. We were a little, you know, sort of befuddled. Uh, we showed up because we had booked it through Delta. All right. And we're using Delta miles to fly, but then we show up and it's WestJet. Okay. So that was like weird, but okay, fine. And perfectly civilized perfectly nice admittedly i don't know if it had wi-fi or not because here's the thing it wouldn't have mattered if it did because 
I don't know if you've ever had to hold a 30 pound bucking calf for two oh, and a half no. hours on a plane, but like I did because of course my son was with me and he was, so I'm shouting out because yeah. I was that parent that on the, on the air, on the plane the, who with the, with the kid terrorizing, you the know, that the everyone other wanted to hide the, <laughs> the kid that the one that all the people on the plane wanted to throw in the bathroom and, and lock 100%, 100%, it up. hundred percent. A hundred that yeah, my kid yeah. was the asshole kid. The asshole kid. You know, and I, I want to say the asshole that by the way, but okay. Yeah. And I want to shout out to WestJet because their flight attendants were so gracious and so kind and awesome. so helpful. Yeah. And just hooked us up as the best they could. Right. You're yeah. still an asshole parent, but shout out to WestJet. WestJet. No, WestJet was doing everything they could yeah. to mitigate the, uh, you know, assholery going on you know but hey it was it was just one of those days you know give them a shout out they deserve it <laughs> yeah, they deserve it man they do they do i mean you know you just it was one of those milestones you know as a yeah. parent oh, as yeah. a human being to finally be that parent you know now look i will absolutely adamantly vehemently uh say that in in you know without a doubt as you know because i've flown all over this planet and I have been on those planes with parents and with the kids. And this is exactly how I've always processed it. Okay. First, you hear the screaming kid and you think, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, fuck. Then I remember I have earbuds or, air, you know, like right, your yeah. earphones. I'm like, okay, cool. I can just like listen to the, you know. Then if the kid keeps screaming, I immediately then think about the poor parent. Right. And then if the kid keeps screaming, I have always then just ended up feeling really sorry for the kid. Right. Because the poor kid is in distress. Like sure. what yeah. is going on? You know, I really, you know, I mean, there was a moment where I feel bad for myself where I think, oh shit, this is, you know, then I pretty quickly think about the parent and then the kid. I've never been the asshole. Right. I don't, I don't want to say never, but, but yeah. I, I think you, I've generally not yeah. been the asshole passenger. Right. That that was so selfish and narcissistic that they couldn't empathize right. with the parent and with the child who's suffering. Right. Sure, yeah. But now that I'm the parent with the with the kid, of yeah. course, I notice all those asshole passengers. Right, 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 right. They're there. They're there. And in fact, when we flew from L.A., uh, now my daughter was always easy pretty much to fly with. So we never really had any issues with her. Mm -hmm. But my son, my son is just a ball of energy and he Again, just does not want to sit still. He's, you know. And so on our first flight with him from L.A. to Chicago to see his grandparents, his yeah paternal grandparents he was you know he was he was an active loud kind of crying baby and and i just saw this guy out of my peripheral vision just like keep looking you know like right, looking right. at you know like cross aisles sort of. and then finally one time he just like, kept i yeah. you know kept looking yeah so i just turned to him and i looked at my eyeball him. i yeah. go nothing to see here pal <laughs> nothing to see here bye i'm just waving at him you know yeah yeah you know probably you know he looked like he was well, he's definitely a millennial. He's, you know, right. 30, probably 31, you know, so yeah. important. I'm so important at 31. Of course. You know, as we all know. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a full, I'm a, I'm a card carrying full fledged member of the, of the, of the, of the parenting class now. Yeah. The mile high club is a whole new, <laughs> a whole new meaning for you now. Mile high. Well, I am a member of both mile high clubs, by the way. I will be proudly. There you go. Dated a flight attendant my day. Yeah, that's the secret. Well, you either have to date somebody that is, you know, really kind of pliant and open-minded, <laughs> or you just need to date a flight attendant, frequent flyer miles. Welcome to the club. 
I guess. What else, what else is there to say? <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It's good to be here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, good to see you, my friend. You too, brother. Take care. Peace.